Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about strengths. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, as a software developer, what do you consider your single greatest strengths? My flawless looks, I would say. That is definitely the best thing about me. Only, it's only in, it's only actually second place to my overwhelming humbleness. But if it's strictly code-related things, then it gets a little bit more, a little bit tricky. Mm. I suppose that the thing that I hear the most, at least in like now that I'm actually managing to get someone to listen to me and take my advice seriously. Uh, is that people feel that I have a very good understanding of how to make good decisions. So usually the way it goes uh, is that every single delivery that you'd make, every single product you start or whatever you do is made up of these tiny little choices whenever you do software development. And some choices are really really point like not all that important and some choices are very important and have a long spanning effect on the work that you're doing right now and the work that is going to happen in the future. Now I'm one of those weird, I don't know what it's called, there's this personality trait type of thing that puts letters on people or something like that and I they forced us to do that at work and my personality type is an INFJ or something something and the description of that was I don't think that it was like a evangelist or I don't know I can't remember exactly but basically one of the character traits of personality traits of my personality was that I can analyze emotions and well, I can be analytical and I can and emotional at the same time and it gives me apparently a good understanding like I can calculate what's very likely to happen next or it becomes a, a predictive type of uh, mindset and uh, I thought that that was on average pretty accurate I mean I can't see the future of course but um, you sh I, have a go I have a good intuition for what's gonna be a good bet or what's gonna be a bad bet and so forth that was the idea anyway and that's something that I've been told many times and uh, in software development that has actually made it it's actually the ability to do that has made a very big difference. I mean it used to be the case that we, when I was a junior this was like basically pointless. I mean I I would say that I'm a pretty average coder but um, and you know when you're in the early days uh, you don't really have a good understanding. You don't have the understanding that is needed in order to make a good decision. You just don't know enough to be able to make those good decisions. So you can make like maybe small decisions at your level but they, they don't really have that really big impact it was only when I started getting enough experience so that the daily grind of being a software developer started feeling it became a little bit boring I'm gonna be honest with you it, it became trivial like you just kind of knew that oh this is gonna be one of those stories it's gonna be one of those stories you kind of just repeat now it's really hard to find stimulation from just doing the daily grind you have to go a little bit broader than that and so what I did was that I started looking a little bit up and starting involving myself more in the work that is being done 
at the team level. And the response or like the result that I got from that was absolutely enormous. And this was the reason why it actually went that well. It wasn't always fun because the, the one thing that really is frustrating for me is that when you know in every fiber of your being that the decision that is about to be made needs to be made in this way. And you need to communicate that to someone who cannot see it. Uh, it's hard. It's really fucking hard. Because you're basically trying to give your vision of what the next thing is going to happen. You need to relay that to someone who may not have that ability. Uh, and uh, sometimes you convince them and sometimes you don't. In the beginning when you don't have any credibility, at least what I found, uh, when you have no credibility or you're at the same level as somebody, if they have a lot of ideas of them uh, on their own, even if they these ideas are not usually all that gr good, in some cases they are, but in many cases they're not, it's practically impossible because they've already con like they're convinced that their idea is the correct one. And of course you are convinced that your idea is the right one as well. But uh, when you have when you build up a track record of making really, really good decisions, or if you're the CTO, or if you're a senior level experience, and you kind of have proven yourself to everybody, they kind of know that, yeah, you know, that dude over there who's sitting in the corner playing with his belly, his belly button, he's he seems like, uh, like, he looks a little bit like a hobo, but he's actually pretty smart. Like, uh, he, he, he does know a few things. When you get to that level, when they kind of accept all the freakiness about you because you've, well, I'd like to say it's kind of like when the professor from Back to the Future, which is now in the past, uh, you, you, you've proven yourself. Like, you people think that you're quirky, they think that you're kind of weird, but at the same time, they can't really deny that you do have a lot of good ideas. When you get to that level, this becomes almost a little bit, like, uh, it's a little bit like a superpower, at least I think so, because it's really, it, because you, now you have the trust. People simply trust you, and all like, okay, this is quote unquote now. The only quote unquote of the thing you have to do is to continue delivering. If you look at say Steve Jobs or similar sort of characters, where like, the, like the, he was able to get people to believe in him and follow. If you can get, make people into followers, you can make so many things happen much easier than if you have to sell everything that you have to uh, you want to do, which is usually the case, especially if you're a junior developer or you're not actually all that good with like, like it's a it's a superpower that I I did not have that. I still I don't think I still have it. I try to train it to get to a point where you're so charismatic or people just want to believe what you're sell selling. I mean, if you're a salesperson, you can do this. You basically have the world in your pocket or see it's a CTO or like if you're CEO or whatever that's like I have some people in my life that I know like I really look up to them because if they you put them on stage and they will have the entire stage eating out of their pocket or like they ha will have the entire audience eating out of their pocket that would be great it took me a lot of time and lot of studying and a lot of work to get to a point where the engineers started to sort of think hey you know what that dude over there uh, if you don't know, if you're unsure about something, go talk to him. He he knows a few things. He kind of smells a little bit, but just just live with it. Because if you can just survive for those few minutes, he'll he'll help you out. So what I want you to take away from this 
is that if I were to name any, like if there's a single greatest skill that or strength that I have as a software developer, it will be that I'm fairly good at knowing what a good solution looks like and what a bad solution looks like. I have a a bit of vision. Like I have, uh, I usually can predict a few steps ahead. Like the, if you do this, then that is going to happen. And then when that happens, you're going to respond like that. And then the next thing, like it's like chess. You know, I can see three or four moves ahead when a lot of people usually see maybe one or two. And in some cases, that's really, really nice because you can make good decisions. But it's really frustrating when you can't convince people that this is the thing that this is the way things are going to play out. And you can get into a lot of arguments. I like to say that it's a useful handicap because uh, many times people just don't give a shit, and it's super frustrating. Like I get, ang like you get so frustrated when you feel like nobody's listening, nobody's hearing you, and then you get to be, as I say, I like to say, the to I told you so person, which is a dick person to be. Because by the time you get to be the I told you so person, people just they have they even they have even for, they even forget that you actually said something. It doesn't matter how many times you do this; it takes forever for them to realize that you know what. Next time, maybe we should listen to to Frederick. Uh, and sometimes they do; they learn from their mistakes, and sometimes they don't. I mean, you're not right all the time. It's uh, it's not like that. It's just that when you have this, uh, when you're good at this sort of thing. It's it it is really only useful to you, either if you're the only one working on the project, or you can get people to invest and like just trust you that this is the way to go. And then the real challenge is that you have to deliver. You always because if you ever like fuck things up really really badly, you lose most of that trust. So it's a it's a shaky road. Have a great day.